At University of Virginia Health System, we're for bringing advanced care closer to home. So we're bringing health knowledge directly to you with UVA Health System Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. It's so important to continue working to reduce the teen pregnancy rate. How and when should parents discuss this with their children? My guest today is Dr. Nancy McLaren. She's board certified in pediatric medicine and specializes in caring for adolescent and teen patients at UVA Health Systems. Welcome to the show, Dr. McLaren. Why is it so important to work with teens to reduce this pregnancy rate? Well, we want to give them a chance at having a better life. And the cycles certainly have shown if a teen pregnant, if someone gets pregnant as a teen, then the, the possibility is their child will also um, have children at, during their teenage years. And the importance really is to give them a better chance at succeeding at other goals that they may have um, in education and really advancement and really to sort of break the cycle of poverty that teen pregnancy can put someone in. So what are some of the best ways to reduce? Are we looking at media outlets or are we looking directly to the parents and the loved ones of these teens to be the ones involved reducing this rate? Well, the most important person in a teenager's life, or persons in their life, are their parents, are their guardians that they're close to. And the importance of, of parents starting to talk to teenagers when they're really quite young, when they're 9 or 10 or 11, um, really encouraging them to be active in other things in their life, in school, in sports, in music, and other things that make them feel positive and strong about their life, and really getting them involved. Um, being involved in the community and in their schools and family is a very large protector against teen pregnancy. Um, but the other thing is to talk to them also about sexuality and what, what they feel about their bodies and what they're, um, what's involved with um, Sex, basically, to have the, you know, the sex talk, but to start it when they are quite young, so that it's not an uncomfortable thing at all. Then you have to sit down at age eleven or twelve and have this puberty talk. To really start with them when they're quite young, learning about their bodies and what their bodies do, and feeling good about their bodies and wanting to take care of their bodies. Um, and again, I think conversation can happen in the pediatrician's or the adolescent physician's office, but it's really important that it happens at home. Um, with the parents and, and having them involved so that the teens get comfortable, the young people get comfortable feeling that they can go to their parents and ask questions. If the parents don't discuss it, the children are going to learn about these kinds of things from other sources, which may not be reliable. So how do you tell uncomfortable parents, Dr. McLaren, how to start this conversation? And what do you tell them about the fact that some of them believe that if they start this conversation, they're opening the door to permissive sex for their children? Well, first of all, what we try and do when parents are coming in with their their young ones, even at age 8, 9, 10, is to give them some tools to have. And that can be books, reading with their children. There's some great books out there to talk about how your body is changing and what's going to happen and getting them, having the conversation even earlier on before they get, before the young people get where they're sort of more reserved and withdrawing and, and more quiet about things. And then to continue that conversation going through the teen years and telling parents, it may be an uncomfortable conversation, but it's really an important one to have. Otherwise, they are going to get information from their peers um, and from the media, from the Internet, um, and that the information they get from there may not be as reliable or as, as factual as what they could get from their parents. 
and from so, their doctors. I think they can, and if the parents are uncomfortable, we'll say, why don't we have the conversation together in our office? And that can be another way of helping with it. Um, and starting it again, I think, when they're younger, not waiting until they're 12 or 13 and no one's ever had the conversation. Well, one thing I appreciate that the that you pediatricians do is when the teens come in for their well visit, now they get to fill out a form that discusses with them about drug use and, and that the parents don't get to look at unless the teen says it's okay, so that they feel they can trust their pediatrician, which is a great resource for them to get some of this information. Now, when the parents are beginning this discussion, do they come at it as, I don't want this to happen? How do they discuss protection? And if you are going to have sex, you must protect yourself from pregnancy and sexually transmitted infections. Well, I think you can almost say it just the way you said it, in the sense that we do know that teenagers are having sex, you know, as they go through high, middle school and high school. And the goal would be first to talk to them about the risks of having sex at an earlier age, but certainly if that is going to happen, talking about protection and what ways can they find out, you know, and learn about protection, whether it's condom use or we're learning about the different birth control methods that are out there. And even to say, if you're not comfortable talking with me, let's go to the doctor's office and talk with the doctor. Because we do give, once they're 11 or 12 years old, we do always want to have a time of privacy with the adolescents. To give them freedom to talk about some things, maybe to help them figure out how to talk to their parents about some of these issues, too. And letting them know that the parents really want to protect them and take care of them and help them through this this time and to have them see their parents as resources also. Is there a role for those after-school specials and scare tactics showing 14-year-old girls with babies and kids that have had to drop out of high school? Do you agree with that kind of, you know, way of going about it? I think it's, I mean, we certainly in our clinic use humor um, and and information in, in that way, not as scare tactics, but just to have them think about things. Um, I think that it's better to talk about these, this does happen, and certainly after school, having young people in activities after school, the time that um, the highest risk for pregnancy um, with an adolescent is between the 3 o'clock to 6 o'clock time because people aren't around and they have more time alone, so getting them involved in other things. But certainly talking to them more about what their hopes and dreams are and what they want to be doing, I think it puts it in a different way of having them look that way rather than what's going to happen if you get pregnant. Um, really trying to get them to think beyond just the moment and what they want to accomplish and how to go about doing that. And that preventing pregnancy, teen pregnancy, can make a big difference in helping them accomplish that. So in just the last few minutes, give us your best advice for parents about discussing this with their children, when the appropriate time is, and how to begin. Parents don't even know, Dr. McLaren, how to start that conversation. Well... It's not an easy conversation to have. I've had to do it with my three kids. And it's just a matter of sitting down and saying, you know, I have something we need to talk about. Um, I'm concerned about this or that. We want to make sure that you have all the opportunities that you can. We would encourage you not to have early sex, but we also understand this may happen. We want you to get the right information from us or from your doctor. And so let's talk about it. And they can even say, I'm uncomfortable talking about this too. Let's talk about it now, and then we can certainly go to the doctor's office and get more information. And also, I think they do need to bring up contraception and say there are really effective methods of contraception, and if this is something that, that is a possibility that's going to happen, 
let's go and talk to the, the doctor or the clinician about contraception and what's going to be the most effective method for you to use. It's so important, that open line of communication, to know if your child has a boyfriend or girlfriend, right. and then you can discuss those things. And so now tell us about your team at the UVA Teen and Young Adult Health Center. Well, the Teen Young Adult Health Center actually was started 21 years ago to prevent, prevent teen pregnancy in um, Charlottesville and the surrounding area. Um, we have evolved into a full adolescent and young adult health center so that we do um, total adolescent and young adult care, which can be for physical, it can be care for asthma, it can be care for um, sexually transmitted infections. We do a lot of con- contraception. Um, in fact, we're probably one of the leaders in this part of the country in promoting long-acting contraception for adolescents. We also do mental health care. We are developing an eating disorder program, and then we also have a, a program for um, transgender youth and young adults. So it's really trying to meet a lot of the different needs and, and issues that come up for adolescents. It's a place that they can come and feel safe and feel welcome. Um, we have a small staff, and we get to know them very well. Um, we try and have them see the same provider when they come back. And so it really is a great, great location. We also do community outreach. We have um, a person, a health educator, who works with peers in the schools to actually teach the peers the right information. So if you do go, to, if a young person goes to a peer, they are getting the right information. Uh, we work with boys and girls clubs in the community, um, with different youth groups. Um, so it's, it's really a full comprehensive health center for teens and young adults. Thank you so much, Dr. McLaren. What great information. We applaud all the great work that you're doing on behalf of teens and young adults. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.